Good to see you, Galliano. Hey, thanks for coming back. Yeah, it's my third time back at the Boxable facility, and you guys have not one factory, but two factories now. Yeah, it's going good. Where, where, what kind of progress were we at last time you came in? I think you had just put Unit 50 out or something like that, right. uh, and there were maybe four in the parking lot. I just did a tour with Sierra. She was super nice and gave me an awesome uh, look around. I got some drone footage. You must have close to 100 units sitting in the parking lot. Yeah, I think we've built over 300 now. Um, we've got them piling up out back and we're shipping them over to Arizona mm -hmm. uh, every few days and things are going really good. We, we just did a ribbon cutting ceremony on our, our new warehouse, um, which is, you know, right, right behind mm -hmm. the, the current warehouse here. And, uh, like so many opportunities on all fronts, just, uh, rolling in. It's, it's really exciting times for us. Yeah. And those units going to Arizona, is that to a mining facility or? Yeah, so it's uh, workforce housing for mm -hmm. a copper mine. We're doing uh, two stories, so four units and four units on top with like a central staircase in the middle, and uh, you know eight little little apartments. Wow. And, uh, yeah, pretty cool. We're we're actually doing some like time lapse footage of that, so we'll have a nice video of the whole little, you know, few hundred of them all going up. So that great. really gets into commercial size projects, four units plus. Yeah, and you know, uh, our first customer was you know this, this military project, and and the second big customer is this is this mine, and we've just gotten lucky with these you know mm -hmm. early customers that we can work really closely to to make sh sure everything's perfect before we kind of roll it out to anyone who wants one. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting some significant real world testing on it on it now, and uh, it's it's going great so far, and it'll be really exciting when those units get actually occupied by miners how different are the minor <laughs> units versus the military units well um when we got started we it was just basically me kyle uh, and my father paolo mm -hmm. and uh, awesome guy. uh yeah and and we got got this um early early version drawn up of of the house uh you know no no testing no no prototype of that gen uh and we just said fuck it and we and we ordered 200 of everything, you know, uh, and, and luckily when the parts started coming in, everything fit together mm -hmm. and, and it was a big relief and, and we we're like, all right, this works. So, uh, from then until now it's, it's been like about 15 months and, you know, we're still working off that first generation or it wasn't first, but er, early generation, mm -hmm. um, Casita. So, uh, turned out great. Uh, however, we are now moving into the next generation. So, everything we've learned over the last 15 months now with a whole team, you know, 30 or so, you know, guys in, in the office, over a hundred out on the factory floor. Now all of our combined brain power and actual experience really building these versus just drawing them uh, is going to contribute to that next generation. So uh, between the new building, um, the new generation and the equipment upgrades we're doing, uh, this next version is going to be amazing. We're dialing in everything, uh, with the product and the company from you know all fronts and, and kind of massaging it all into place where it needs to be yeah sierra was telling me you're working towards more automation in the manufacturing line which i love to hear yeah it's it's cool so we got uh right now our panels like so the full let's say for example the front wall panel of the house Laminated. that takes us about 20 minutes per panel to, to put together and then the new equipment we're getting it's going to be taking us about three minutes per wow. panel. Uh, and that's with almost no no actual labor. Right now it's all, all manual. So 
as the next step and still an early step for the company, the level of like speed and automation we're getting is epic. And uh, we've spent about 15 million on, on equipment upgrades. We have the panel lamination system, uh, CNC's, a, a automatic a paint line, uh, conveyor system for the mm -hmm. assembly. So like, you know, every time a house goes to the next station on assembly, it'll be automatically moving on this conveyor system. Uh, and, and, a, and a few other smaller things. But, you know, over the next six months, all that stuff's going to go into effect and it's, it's really going to, you know, bump things to the next level. So back to the eight-unit mining project, I guess eight units at a time, uh, is that like the same cost as one unit times eight or is there additional structural stuff you need to include? Uh, so they're all just individual apartments, individual casitas. Mm -hmm. um, aside from foundation and utilities connection, uh, there's nothing else on it. It's just one unit's dropped down, another one's dropped on top. They're they're bolted together with some plates, and 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 off you go. I guess there would be maybe some savings there because you're using one foundation for two units. Or I, I think with any bigger project, you're going to get savings across the board because there's a certain amount of infrastructure that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what. So you know wh whether it's like a backyard install. Or a larger development, there's there's definitely you know cost savings involved with the bigger projects. And how many do you think you could stack on top? Uh, well, did you see the video where we where we put the cars? Yeah, on I top? saw the car and I saw the car um, outside. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean that that's um, that was funny, but uh, in reality, cars aren't even that heavy, um, especially those junked ones with no engines in them. So we could have put like a lot more cars. You know, we plus you're not them. dropping the unit on top like that. You're placing it gently I do yeah yeah good point um I don't I don't know what we're what we're engineering shows we can put in this current generation but I know the next gen um one of the improvements was to make it structurally stronger mm -hmm. so hopefully we'll be able to go more than two stories uh ideally eventually we'll have like five six stories basically competing with lumber frame construction because mm -hmm. that's about as high as they go with, with lumber frames so that, that's where we need to be with our product yeah that makes a lot of sense maybe you could even go bigger potentially if it's modular one day i don't know but yeah well so definitely planning uh bigger units in the future these ones are 20 by 20 uh definitely going to do 20 by 30 20 by 40 maybe even 20 by 60 and at that point it's a really big open room that you can do a lot of different things with yeah one of the best selling points too is the size of your system how shippable it is now you're working on some custom shipping solutions yeah, we do have our own trailers that we built. Um, that allows us to ship the units with just a pickup truck mm -hmm. versus a, a big rig. Um, actually, we've been doing it both ways for the Arizona order, both you know our own drivers and pickup truck with our custom trailers, and then also putting actually two casitas on a, on a big rig trailer. Mm -hmm. So it'll be a mix. You know, it'll be a big puzzle with logistics of what's the best way to do these things. Hopefully, eventually, we can get hooked into the rail system as well, yeah. um, probably once we've scaled a lot more to, to, for it to make sense, because I think you put like probably 100 or 200, you know, casitas on a, on a, on a, on a regular uh, freight train type of thing. Because they're the same dimensions as a shipping container, right? Yeah, I mean, um, eight and a half feet is like the max, you can go on the highway, so that's what we designed this for, yeah. and uh, roughly shipping, shipping container dimensions, so that's what most things are, are built around, so that's where we have to get it to. To, to get the, the lowest cost on, on shipping, uh, which of, of course is, you know, the most important innovation in Boxable that enables everything else because 
if you can't ship cost effectively, you can't scale production. Yeah. You end up with small regional manufacturing centers, and then you don't get the economies of scale, and then you can't crush the, the cost to build to the lowest cost the, the world's ever seen. Yeah, construction has never before had really like a scalable kind of company, and now they're just starting to like prefab, you're making it possible to, for a construction company to scale. Would a casita be permittable in like all 50 states, for example? Uh, yeah, so um, right now to start off, we got them certified as Park Model RVs, uh, which cool. if you Google that product, you'll see kind of what, what the comparable ones are. Um, but that was just the easiest way to get the approval quickly. Mm -hmm. um, beyond that, we're going for state modular certification. So that's where you do a tremendous amount of third-party testing and you go through the states and they basically certify that the buildings meet and exceed the traditional building codes for traditional buildings. So We'll get that first in, in Arizona. We're actually really close. And then I think once the first state is done, all the hard work's done, going to the other states will be easy. We'll just be resubmitting the same info, going through the same process. Uh, and then we'll just follow the customers. Uh, unfortunately, it, it has to be a state-by-state state thing. Mm. It's, it's stupid, but that's, that's how it is right now. So, you know, we'll, we'll grind through that. Better than city-by-city. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in some ways, uh, for sure. And, you know, you're right that there, there really is no big player in, in building construction, very, very fragmented kind of, you know, industry. There's no national brand name recognition. You know, most people, most like average Joe, they might know what, you know, a, a Ford pickup truck is. They might sure. know that brand. But if you told them one of the national home builders brand, like, for example, our investor, DR Horton, mm -hmm. they would say, who's DR Horton? Meanwhile, they're uh, top five, top four. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's so many little players. That's where you also see the the way the local governments have developed so the reason they have all these building inspectors and all this burden for builders is because you have so many individual players you know yeah. building buildings so they want to go in and and you know manage all that yeah i guess from their perspective it would make it a lot easier to have a cookie cutter solution yeah i mean uh, imagine that imagine you know everybody knew that the product was going to be the same every time and that there was going to be quality every time and that it was cut by you know a CNC, you know, computer cutter rather than a guy with a, with a handsaw, you know. So does that development uh, unlock mortgages for customers in the future? Um, so as far as like lending on on the product, um, yeah, I mean that that's totally part of the plan. Uh, our our building should qualify for all the same yeah. mortgage stuff that traditional buildings do, and ideally, you know, one day after we're more proven, I think we can probably work on. You know getting better deals you know whether it's a, a mortgage or even insurance if you know that uh the boxable buildings have better um you know wind ratings um which they do uh, you know better fire resistance better water resistance and they're less likely to be damaged by nature over time uh, maybe once that's proven out we can bring those other costs down uh, so we'll see how that all plays out yeah and in the meantime if you're able to get certified as a mobile home can you do that type of financing that mobile homes usually get? So uh, we're going for state modular. Then there's also manufactured housing, which is mobile homes. Okay. That's regulated by the federal government. That's like a, a nation, national uh, program. Mm -hmm. um, there's some pros and cons to that, uh, mostly cons. Um, it's, it's actually to a different building standard. Uh, there was a requirement for like a permanent chassis that makes it mobile underneath. Mm. Um, there's a lot of issues where Zoning will not allow a uh, mo mobile home type of deal. Manufactured housing will not yeah. be will not be allowed. So 
Uh, the other thing is there's a minimum size requirement for manufactured housing. So actually the Casita, our first product, is too small to be considered a manufactured wow. home. And it's just like kind of stupid. It's like, why is there a, a size requirement on, on, a, on a building block that's coming from a factory? Like just, you know, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> so, um, but definitely we're going to try to get the bigger units uh, qualified as, you know, manufactured housing um, just because we want to get every certification we, we can. So park, me, park model RV, modular house, manufactured house. Uh, and then we're also trying to approach it for what's called a panelized building system sure. that would be qualified under uh, local building uh, as alternate means and methods in the in residential code. Um, so we're just trying to get everything we can so that we can say to our customer, like, here it is, here's your options, go talk to your local government and yeah. see what they want to do about it. And so still you're serving the big clients, not the individual customers yet. Yeah, um, I think the Good. big thing is we have to get the modular certification. Otherwise, it's really difficult to, to deploy these. Um, and, and once we get that, we'll look at opening it up to the, the individuals and we'll, we'll, we'll decide how and where we're going to start on that. And I think that'll be really exciting because people will start seeing these little projects going out, you know, here and there. They'll start seeing kind of customizations of them. Uh, we've had we've had a few. We've done, you know, a few in, in L.A., um, um, Virginia, um, you know, Texas. Um, but you know, definitely going to roll that out in, in a big way once we get through that modular certification. Yeah, it's crazy to have a product that's at the price point of like a luxury car to be a house. If you can get a 30-year mortgage on that, it makes it so insanely affordable for so many people. And uh, that would unlock insane demand for you, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And and for a, like a new technology to kind of take hold, it's it's got to be a lot better and it's got to cost a lot less than what what's already out there. So... You know, the goal of this company is to have the lowest cost housing solution ever uh, by a lot. And where we are right now, this is a big factor that, that you looked at, but mm -hmm. it's it's not in comparison to other types of manufacturing or the demand for, for housing. So as we continue to scale this, costs are going to come down, you know, across the board. And, you know, I think we're going to get to a really crazy place. Like even just looking at the numbers and the trends from when we got in here till now, like, for example, on our labor cost per unit or on our material cost, you know, it's, it's all moving in, in the right direction. Uh, we're, we're dialing it in. We're getting, you know, faster and smarter. And then we're trying to go big. So our plans are, go far beyond these, these two factories that you saw today. We're trying to get into basically a billion dollar factory next. Um, so we're making the case now to, to raise the funds for that. And I think that it's only a matter of time because we continue to prove the point here and the, the risk gets lower and lower and lower uh, until the point where someone looks at what we're doing and they're like, all right, this works. It's, it's cheaper. It's better. Let's scale it up. There's, there's crazy demand for it. So when you say a billion dollar factory, is that uh, 50% square feet, 50% technology or what is the... So what we're planning, uh, and I don't know if it'll actually end up like this, um, but what we're going for right now is basically uh, uh, about 200 acres out here in the desert, um, 2 million square feet of, of warehouse um, producing, you know, tens of thousands of, of houses. What's this? Uh, full automation. Um, this building is 170,000 feet and the other one is 130. And you're going to go to 2 million. That's huge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, with two million, with plans to expand even even beyond that, um, and uh, you know that'll that'll take a while to get underway. Um, but you know we're we're moving on it as fast as we can. 
uh, it'll also have a, another level of, of automation. And that one hopefully will look like a car factory where mm -hmm. you just see this, this crazy uh, stuff that they're doing. What, one video I really like, if anyone's interested, is uh, I think it's like if you Google Ford F-150 53 seconds on YouTube and you'll see this promotional video they made where they're advertising that they build a truck every 53 seconds and it goes through the factory and it shows just crazy shit like like a room as big as this with just like robot arms no one in there just robot arms doing stuff doing stuff doing stuff uh and and that's what we need to do to to push down the, the labor cost to, to next to nothing and and get to the, the most affordable housing yeah i would love to come here and do a video of a whole box where you didn't start to finish and be gone in two minutes we're, we're working on it <laughs> yeah but uh in the meantime what's the current start to finish time on one unit so we're building about two houses per shift, per wow. ten-hour shift, um, and uh, definitely making uh, you know big, big improvements on that, like like all the time. Uh, One and, shift and, a day, right? And that, yeah, just doing doing um, uh, uh, four ten-hour shifts per week, um, and and really not looking to ramp up or go super fast until we get to that next gen, mm -hmm. until we implement this new equipment, until we move into that other building and then things will go to a whole nother level. We expect that we'll be able to do 5,000 um, in these two buildings once this this is, is ramped up. Um, so we'll see if we, if we can get there. Yeah, nice. And so it seems like you're able to make a lot of customization to the units, like cutting holes in different places, circles, uh, right in the floor. Yeah, I mean, we, we can, uh, we, don't, we don't want to. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the circle you're talking about is, is for the IBS unit where we're actually taking three 20 by 20 modules and connecting them together into, into one house. So it'll be two boxes, ground floor and one box on the top with, with a roof deck. Uh, and, cool. and the cool thing about the laminated panel system that we're using versus lumber framing is you can literally just go with a saw and cut like a crazy shape out of the wall and it's still good to go. It's still structural. Um, and, you know, later on, uh, down the line, once we scale up a little bit, we'll definitely have certain types of customizations built in, and hopefully they'll be like crazy, like on the fly. Like somebody will go on the website on a 3D configurator, configure the home that, how they want it, mm -hmm. hit order, and then boom, it sends it out to the manufacturing floor, and the house that comes out is what they put into the, the software. Yeah, that enables like a higher end market too, rather than like it's not just workforce housing; it's people can make whatever design they want. Yeah, and you know, even uh, what we have right now, it's although it may be standardized in our factory, the end uh, developer builder can do a lot of customizations yeah. to it. They can add, you know, different finishings, different architectural styles, different roof pitches. They can definitely, you know, upgrade things and, and change things. On Did it. you play with Lincoln Logs as a kid? Did a lot of Legos. Yeah. The uh, you got the Lincoln Log unit looking at out the side, and it's like the same green color that the Lincoln Logs had on the roof too. Oh yeah, so too. so we've got some units out front that we are uh, dressing up to to look different, uh, including adding a pitched roof, adding the the log facade, and then those units are actually going to be available for people to come and stay in mm -hmm. when they visit our our factory. So cool. you know they can come do a sleepover at the factory in a box with casita. So hopefully that'll be fun for people. Yeah, I did the showroom tour too. Uh, is that the same unit as I checked out the first time I was here, or did you redo the layout a little? So. Probably last time you were here, you saw one of the original prototypes. Mm -hmm. That was one of three um, that I, you know, built by hand basically. And then um, since then, we've uh, replaced that with a, a production unit. So mm -hmm. what's out there now is what we're building on the assembly line. The new stuff. Um, few, few changes there. 
from, from an appearance, uh, including, I think, switching over the bathroom and uh, kitchen. It felt uh, a little bigger, I think, somehow. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has a, a really good feeling to it. The ceilings are, are nine and a half foot high. We, we haven't really compromised on, on much as far as like room dimensions, and we're still able to finish it all in the factory and, and fold it up to eight and a half feet wide for shipping. I think I remember you were shipping your bathrooms or the shower as a whole unit from Australia before. Are you still uh, using that same company method? You have a Boxable logo now right in the shower. Oh, so uh, we did not find a great solution on shower, so we decided let's have our own made. Uh, so you will see that logo in, in the shower because we designed uh, and had someone build that, those showers for us. And that's kind of an example of, of where things are headed for mm -hmm. the company because we're going to continue to take over the various Everything. aspects. Um, so we'll hit the, the most, you know, um, cost-saving areas first. Um, another example of that is is the EPS foam. That's the core of the wall. Uh, we were buying that from, from a third party who cut it for us. And then we said, you know, let's look at the, the price on this. This is one of the, the most expensive, you know, materials in the, in the product. Um, and now we have the equipment to cut that foam ourselves. And then probably the next thing after that would be to actually uh, expand that EPS foam ourselves in, in our own in our own plants. Um, and and there, then, you know, we'll go through and just look at where the biggest savings can be had. And we'll, we'll do that with everything, yeah. especially as we grow. I guess they say if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. You have no idea. Yes. <laughs> That's why we're here. So the bathroom, can you go into any more detail, like why theirs wasn't good enough for you? Um, I'm sure they're uh, a great company and all, but... Uh, you know, I, I think before we were just we just had just kind of picked stuff out at, at Home Depot um, and we just looked at it and, and looked at what the cost would be to do it ourselves and what the advantage mm -hmm. would be and um, what kind of improvements we, we could make. Um, so and you're trying to move building fast, our own. Always. Yeah, and another thing we did as well is, uh, it's a good example, is, is the cabinets. The kitchen cabinets, bathroom cabinets. We were buying those from just a regular cabinet supplier, like standard off-the-shelf stuff. And then mm -hmm. we said, let's redesign this so that it fits exactly what we want to do. So, for example, think about like you buy two cabinets and you stick them together. And then each cabinet has its own wall. And then mm -hmm. you have two walls in there. And then there's also a back wall on it. Uh, well, we don't need two walls because they're going next to each other. And we don't need a back wall because it's going against the wall yeah. of our unit. So all of a sudden, we're just ripping material out by redesigning this thing ourselves and, and re reducing the material cost and a um, whole bunch of other, you know, more, more uh, complicated, you know, smaller smaller changes as well. Um, and we just continued you know, refining and refining on, on all fronts. Do so you still use the piano style hinges? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, we've actually, the, the, the first prototype that you saw out there mm -hmm. had um, some, some kind of pretty nice hinges that were kind of built in the wall and then the production version we decided to go a little bit more caveman and just bolt hinges on the, on the side. Sure. And then the next gen, we do have a, a hidden hinge system as well. Um, so that's something that's cool. changed a few times. Definitely yeah. important, you know, hinges when you're doing a folding house. But the hidden hinge sounds like the way to go. It's uh, like seamless. Oh, yeah. It's going to be really nice, really nice. I mean, we've got you know, a laundry list of improvements in the, in the short term and long term that are going to make this thing just so, so dialed in. Um, people aren't even going to expect it to be because, you know, if you think about building construction and, you know, getting a house, you know, everything is a little bit rough, mm -hmm. you know, it's a little bit, there's a little damage and this and that, and people are expecting it. Uh, but, but, um, I think, you know, this is going to end up 
you know, a very finely tuned, precision, manufactured product that can kind of exceed everyone's expectations of what they would expect for the house. Yeah, that's a sick goal. And uh, I like that you guys aren't too focused on Mars and uh, the moon at the moment. You guys are trying to improve things here on Earth. It's nice. Well, you know, pretty much any opportunity I have to, you know, make people laugh or, or get press or attention for the company, I'll, 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 I'll take it. So, you know, don't count me out on that. Um, but uh, we will we will go for, you know, any opportunities we can. I'm sure you'd be happy to send another unit to Musk on Mars. Yeah, I mean, if, if we could throw one in, in a rocket and, and send it up, uh, I think it makes sense. Um, oh, oh you're, you're referring to the guys who got the, the NASA contract to, to print the 3D print on the moon? Oh, I don't know. I guess. Uh, Have you heard of that? Yeah, I think uh, maybe Icon. Yeah, I got <laughs> I don't know if they got the front contract to print there yet. I know they did some sample unit here to simulate what it's like to live on Mars so people can like live in it for a couple of years or something. Oh, I, I read that they got, I think, a $30 million grant to from NASA. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I got to talk to whoever's doing their fundraising, you know, because that's just like epic. So good for them. Yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. It's not my cup of tea, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so you'll start producing a lot more units in that 2 million square foot factory. And I guess that's your priority to really get that fine-tuned before you try to make more factories all around the world. Yeah, I mean, that is a huge step. That would be the biggest house factory ever done mm -hmm. on, the, on the whole planet. Um, so that would be completely nuts. Um, but uh, beyond that, you know, if that works this thing keeps scaling and the market is way bigger than that big ass factory. Um, we do have a lot of interna uh, international interest and we plan to sign up kind of partners. Mm -hmm. So once everything is perfect here and we can show them on paper, like, look, here it is. Here's, here's the, the procedures. Here's the equipment. Here's the numbers. You know, this thing works and it's a finely tuned machine. Uh, we'll hopefully sign up big companies in other countries to, to replicate what we have here and then, and then grow this thing worldwide quickly yeah uh, so we'll see how it goes um you know the interest continues to, to grow in what we're doing and it's really exciting times for us yeah it makes sense not to go build a hundred factories before you figure out exactly how you want the factory to be yeah we'll just do two or three here before we're before we figure out our own stuff and the third one is you said also in vegas uh so what the big that big one that i referenced that we're planning uh probably will be just kind of 10 minutes down the road here. yeah nice yeah out where they have a bunch of land available out in the, out in the desert Cool. Well, you have to do a lot of the development, like bringing water and electric there too. Um, there's a certain amount of development time for the for the buildings, the mm. grading of the land, and all that. Um, fortunately, like this building and the other kind of regular size warehouses around here, they're going nuts with building those in Vegas. So we're able to just keep grabbing them. Like this new building that we were getting, we didn't necessarily pre-plan this mm -hmm. for a long time. It just became available, and we were looking at it, and we're like. All right, we got to get this. It's a building. It's next door to us, and it's ready to go. Like, let's do it. Uh, so, so we grab that. Um, but, th but this bigger one would would take probably a few years before it even comes online, uh, from from the date of the funding. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you need it. You guys are almost busting out of the seams here. And it's funny because when we got this building, I was talking to my dad. I'm like, is this too big for us? Like, do we really want to go all in on this massive building, this massive rent? And uh, now it's not not big enough. We need more space. Yeah, the first time I was here, I did a tour with you, and it was like maybe 20% full. And then the next time, it was just all of a sudden, everything's there. Yeah. And I think uh, you probably made a lot of changes, but the only thing I really noticed was the street signs. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, there's that. a ton of equipment changes. The gantry, the white gantry system might be new. Yeah, we have a bunch of new uh, CNCs. We ex we did extend out that that crane longer, um, and then uh, you know those other upgrades that are that are coming soon. A lot of the stuff that's in here, a lot of like the inventory stuff, is all going to that other building, and then the actual assembly line will get about double as long in here, and that's going to all help us. I saw the Sandy Monroe tour you did. That must have been one of the best tours. He asked such good questions. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he's going to be back to to help us soon. Uh, so that's you know, really exciting to get um, a guy like that in here um, poking around. And, um, you know, we're out there now making changes like, you know, every week. It's just uh, nonstop and pushing everything in, in the right direction. And frankly, it's a lot of like kind of small, small, easy stuff, but it just takes time to, to dial in these processes. Uh, and you want to get to the point where, you know, a guy standing there doing a task is just not wasting a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want a guy you know, going over here and, and picking up a tool and then putting it down and going up and picking up a tool. You know, you just want them to just do the same task over and over. And when we get the assembly line really big in a, in a future factory, you cut out all that, all that wasted effort by dividing up these tasks into, you know, much smaller tasks. So it's going to be really exciting as we continue to refine the, the assembly process. Yeah, man, it's so cool. And so I know you guys did a, a Series A round recently. Are you still fundraising? Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Um, we have raised, um, I think, over uh, about about one hundred fifty million dollars mm -hmm. to date. Wow! Um, uh, really done a, done a great job, you know, pulling in the, the resources we needed to execute on this, and uh, are continuing to pursue more funding to, to go even bigger with this next factory. Are there any lessons you learn from the Katera? situation and they uh i guess they i mean a lot a lot of people mention katera but it's just not really relevant it, it's not real i mean yeah it was building construction but you know i didn't see them as having any new technology they were like a scale play they did a lot of different things yeah uh, they didn't focus um you know all stuff that we're just we're just not doing that's totally um, opposite you guys are just nailing the casita yeah. and perfecting it yeah. as they were talking about like steel frame and glass and timber and yeah i mean they they did, i think they had a modular factory they had a clt factory they did a panelized projects um they sold like a line of of like housing products um totally crazy uh uh, spectacular, you know, thing that they did. But, you know, for us, uh, you know, we're, we're going big, but we're, you know, pretty conservative. Focused. You know, focused, um, sticking to this first product. Oh, a ton of new technology. We've been able to, you know, actually start selling uh, pretty quickly and um, have plenty of money in the bank, plenty, plenty of, of mm -hmm. run rates. Uh, you know, we're not going to go out and, and blow all the money on, on crazy stuff we're gonna we're gonna keep it very very safe and make sure you know we can finish executing and get this factory into profitability where it can sustain itself without investor money yeah i guess 100 units at if it's 50k or 60 or uh that's like five or six million dollars so that's a huge chunk of even the money you fundraised uh you guys are producing oh from yeah so. yeah yeah i mean we've done a significant amount of revenue especially considering we just you know, started not too long ago from from nothing in one one prototype, and now we're just churning out product, um, and and it's it's just going to ramp up more and more. Like I said, with this this new building, this, this new equipment, uh, the revenues are going to get really big soon. Yeah. I think. Yeah, 
more importantly, the process, I think, like you were saying, like nailing that factory, like, yeah, you can have all the revenue in the world right now, but you want the product that you can scale to infinity. And it seems like that's on the path you're taking. Oh yeah. And you know, definitely, um, have a lot of great people joining the team recently. Uh, we're looking for, for talented people in, in, in every front, you know, especially engineers. So if anyone's interested in that, I'd urge them to, you know, reach out mm -hmm. to, on, on the website to us. And um, yeah, we're, we're in Las Vegas, so it's not a bad place to, to live in here. Yeah, I'll leave a link to the website in the description of the video. Thank uh, you. And yeah, what else is, uh, is there anything we missed? No, I would just say, you know, if people are interested, you know, please check out our, our social media channels. Um, At you know, Yeah, constantly doing updates from the beginning. Uh, huge on Instagram. Uh, lots of factory update videos on, on YouTube. And people can get, like, a really in-depth look at everything we're doing since we started. Uh, we're going to keep it that way. Maybe next time I'm here I can do an overnight in one of the show units? Definitely can. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're all, they're almost done dressing them up, so you can definitely come back and stay in there, yeah. Cool, man. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Good stuff. Well, thank you for coming. Yeah, we'll do it again next year. Cool.